Hello, everybody. Dave Neal here, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you on this October 20th, 2023. It's a Friday, baby. Let's dive into the afternoon podcast everyone's been waiting for. It's Bachelor Rush Hour. All right. We've got a Britney Spears update. We've got Bachelor in Paradise. And we've also got the Clayton paternity scandal, along with another story that has kind of gone under the radar, which is one of the biggest breakups of the year, that being Serene Brooke Russell and Brandon uh, uh, Jones. So yesterday we shared a minute and a half long clip of what Serene was saying about the infidelity that occurred in her relationship, but now we've got a much longer version of that story. As we know, Reality Steve uh, uh, and some strangers broke that Brandon was caught dancing, gyrating with a lady. So I'm going to share at the end of this podcast uh, exactly what that... um, conversation with Serene and Caitlin was all about. And also, there's going to be some moments where I reference some graphics on the screen. You can't see that because this is audio only, but you can go to YouTube if you want to see the video that led to their breakup. Okay, well, should we start off with a non-Bachelor story? I will get into the cease and desist. Um, Now, I've promised, well, I guess I haven't promised, but I I, I brokered a deal with the lady who's trying to cease and desist me that I would delete all of my videos. So I will discuss that uh, in, a, in a little bit. But you know what I wanted to start with? A petty be- vengeance. So this is going to be an interesting uh, conversation. I'm very excited for you to hear. This is a story of revenge, and it's uh, pretty much best explained by the lady who appears to have taken revenge on a dude's misdeeds. So let's have a listen to what she has to say. But 15 years ago, when I was in college, I went to a comedy show with a couple of friends. And my friend, when she stood up at the end of it, accidentally knocked her chair into the guy behind her and spilled his drink all over him. And he stands up and calls her a stupid fat bitch, which categorically not true. And she, he was not hearing her apology. And then he spits on her. So she rushes to the bathroom with friends. He, like, assault. And she's cleaning herself up. And I'm screaming in this guy's face. I'm like, that's assault. You're disgusting. You're trash. Whatever. And he calls me an ugly bitch, which categorically not true, which at least not at the time. And so we move on with our night. Do not move on with our lives. So the next day I find this guy on Facebook, just, you know, you can find anyone and see that he's obsessed with Walking Dead and Breaking Bad. And this was back when the shows were airing and you'd get one a week and you would do anything to avoid a spoiler. So I go search for all the spoilers. I get on Reddit, I get on all the forums, everything and find spoilers for all the upcoming episodes. And I make a couple fake Facebook accounts and would message him spoilers on a weekly basis. And the (laughs) Facebook accounts were like, a picture of a nurse or a picture of a dog groomer or a picture of a mechanic, just random professions I found on like stockphoto.com or whatever. And he would make these rage-filled Facebook statuses and tweets like, who is sending me this and block him? And I just pop back up and send him another one. It was so much fun. So I do that for a couple months and then like I just am over the grudge, right? But then the next semester I have a class with him. It's political science and he is devil's advocate for everything. Every trash opinion you could have, he has it. So I'm like, oh, why did I quit spoiling things for this guy? I really hate him. So he quit sharing what his interests were on uh, Twitter and Facebook as much. But one day he's firing up his like PowerPoint to the projector for a class project. And I see in his tab right before it fires up a little username. I don't know what website it was for, but I start looking in different places on the internet and see that one place he's using that is Reddit. So I start seeing his interest there and spoiling things on Facebook again for him, but then I move on. I don't think about him for another eight years. 
until I see a friend of a friend who is like an angel. Like, I don't know her, but I know she's an angel. They get engaged. They're like getting very, like, I find out when they're pretty close to their wedding. And I was like, I haven't thought about this guy in so long. So I look up his Reddit to see if he's still using it. And Reddit has gotten so much bigger by this point. You know, Reddit, there's everything. But I see some pretty sinister stuff on his Reddit. And there are pictures that he is passing off as her and things like that. Like really sinister stuff that if it was your partner, you would want to know. So I jump on one of those old like Facebook accounts, reset the password, get access to it and send her all of the, like send her the username. And it's like, hey, like you should check this out. And she's thanking this random dog groomer account uh, person profusely. And she breaks off the engagement. And uh, last I checked, I saw her, she's got beautiful children and a thriving business and seems to have a happy marriage, at least on social media. And she's gorgeous. I don't know what the hell he's doing, but yeah, you shouldn't assault women and call them bitches. Well, look, that's a good example. I was getting a little worried there. She was going to get a little too crazy, but that's a good example of like, try to be a good person because uh, karma will catch up to you. How about that? All right. Well, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about why I deleted my full catalog of Clayton Eckerd paternity scandal videos. That's our next big story. Boy, Britney Spears can't get out of the news. She uh, has written this memoir that is bombshell after bombshell, including, you know, that her and Justin Timberlake got an abortion, that they cheated on each other. I mean, one thing after another. Well, now Britney Spears claims she had brawling sex with Colin Farrell in new memoir. I mean, that kind of adds up. I don't know what it is about Colin Farrell, but when I think of him having sex brawling, I think of him holding like a pint of beer in some sort of, uh, you know, Irish, uh, you know, I don't know, bar. I don't know. That's just what I, that's, that's the vibe I get. Brittany is dishing on what she claims was a two-week hot romance she had with Colin Farrell years ago, comparing their quickie affair to a street fight, the pop star wrote. See, I didn't know we got this side of Brittany. I kind of thought she was kind of like straight-laced and uh, not that you can't be straight-laced and still have brawling sex. I mean, you know you know what they say, uh, a straight lace in the street, brawling sex in the sheet, uh, which, you know, both can apply. All right, anyway, good for Brittany for sharing her truth, and we'll have to see what else she decides to share. All right, so we had Bachelor in Paradise um, last night in Golden Bachelor. Full transparency, I wasn't able to catch all of it um, traveling in Arizona for a seasonal baseball tournament i had to pitch yesterday in 103 degree heat i'm kind of still recovering i sweat a lot my brain's all over the place but either way getting to play a kid's sport is nothing i'll ever complain about so all looks well in paradise cat and tanner are hitting it off brayden is moving on uh rachel recce is in the mix peter and olivia are getting to know one another peter gave olivia his rose as a gesture of goodwill but wait there's another man entering john henry and people are like who's john henry you know john henry's just one of those guys that you always say their first and last name like that's me like no one calls me dave they just call me dave neil i feel like john henry's the same um anyway um we'll have full information on last night's episode after i'm able to catch it uh, you know been very busy here hard to make it to all of the content while on the road all right well 
I'll give you my update on the uh, on the deleting of videos that I did last night. So I received the cease and desist, as mentioned, which included plenty of what I believe to be mischaracterizations of content I've made. A lot of um, bridges were connected in ways that I don't think properly showcase my objectivity. That's my opinion. I'm letting the audience decide, although I have had independent lawyers that are very familiar, very familiar with this case, tell me they thought my reporting was pretty objective, which is what we strive for. Anyways, with all that said, not only did I receive the cease and desist, I thought a lot about it. And I thought, well, I'm not exactly like, is this a hill I want to die on? Well, it doesn't involve any personal credibility, right? It's not me who she's accusing of being the father of her unborn twins, which will, again, every day is one day closer to getting to the truth. Uh, But, you know, I have to look out for my family and my revenue streams and things like that. And and, and I truly mean this. Even with all said and done, I wouldn't want to uh, mess with uh, uh, the livelihood of anyone involved. I, ju- I just wouldn't. Like I like I don't. I would not want her to feel uh, sorrow, sadness, or have any mental health issues. I you know I wouldn't sleep well at night if that were the case because I don't want to do any harm. That's I mean as a stand up comedian, all I want to do is make people happy. If I bomb on stage, I feel worse than the audience. If I roast somebody and they they're not happy, you know, like in the end, I want love. I want high energy. I want us all to feel, you know, great. Sadly, somebody is causing a lot of duress to somebody else, uh, whether it be Clayton to her or or her to Clayton. That is yet to be seen. What angers Jane Doe is that my pursuit of the truth seems unfair to her. Uh, that, 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 you know, and there's a million ways to look at it, but I'm calling the facts as I see them. So I made a YouTube video today which showcased uh, her on a, a website called UpCouncil. That website is a place much like Fiverr, where it's a marketplace for a lawyer. So if you're like, all right, my um, my lawnmower guy uh, refuses to pay, or I, you know, I'm a lawnmower. I'm a okay. I'm a landscape. I I mow lawns. Okay, I'm not editing this out. It's a Friday. I mow lawns. I mowed so-and-so's lawn. They didn't pay me. Well, maybe I can go to small claims court or maybe I could just pay $20 to this lawyer online who will make it so that the person feels threatened enough to you know, pay up. Okay, so that type of deal. That's why I believe Upworthy, is that what it's called? Up, whatever, it's Up Council. That's why I believe like, like uh, lawyers exist on these places. Quick, easy money where they can just use their law firm and their legal knowledge to sort of scare someone into doing what in some cases might be the right thing and in other cases might be the wrong thing. Well, I believed with good evidence that that's what was being done against me. Well, as you will see in today's YouTube video, uh, that is exactly what was done because a law professional who is familiar with what is going on, saw this posting from Jane Doe saying, I love the work you did last time. I'd love to hire you again. Here's why, blah, 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 blah. The conversation I had with Jane Doe was to remove all of the videos and she would not pursue any further litigation. And if she's unwilling to honor that original deal that we have in writing, 
which is exactly what the cease and desist was, then I can't expect in good faith that she's going to honor any other sort of um, uh, issues that we have. So what I'm going to do is honor my agreement, keep those videos private, at least until information comes out that makes it a safer place for the truth to live. Uh, but I will continue to cover the story in a way that I believe to be covering my own ass as objective as possible. And if she has any, what I consider empirical or hard evidence, proving Clayton to be a liar, proving Clayton to be on the wrong side of this story, I will be here to share it. Um, I respect Clayton for the way he has handled issues in the past. And I have what I believe to be enough information that makes my opinion educated in the way that I can defend and say, well, I believe him here because he didn't lie about this. I don't believe this because of the fake alt uh, sonograms that came out. So while after a week, you know, a week after I make that ultrasound video where I completely show without a shadow of a doubt that I've run through multiple lawyers familiar with defamation, that they believe what I was sharing was factual, which is that a sonogram was faked and the original sonogram was six years old. And I can't prove that that means Jane Doe's not pregnant. I can just prove that that sonogram is fake. And then after several days of thinking, her response was, well, my ex likes to hack into my accounts. Well, that would have to be the case now, but she's sharing with this lawyer she's trying to hire, private messages I sent her, which I don't care if she publishes. Nothing I say to her do I expect to remain private. But my point being is in order for her to claim that that's not her, she would have to say that her ex hacked into her account last week. And what? She didn't change her passwords? So her ex hacked into her account this week? You know what I mean? So this is why I can look at this as, you know, objectionable Dave and go, I don't think that I'm being treated in a way that is respectful to this process. Now, that's my opinion on how I feel about it. Uh, am I afraid of her? No. Do I fear that there will be too much, too many issues that come out of this with no real, you know, uh, reason to, you know, get into it all? Yes. And I think that's why a lot of people bow down when they're met with legal issues or when they're kind of flexed on and kind of like whatever. So, I, I'm not afraid. I'm just weighing my options for what I need to do as a channel that doesn't really want to get into legal issues. I mean, who does, right? So that's where I stand. Okay. Um, so does that mean I won't ever talk about the thing again? No. And if she wants that out of me, that's freaking ridiculous. If she wants me to just never talk about this story until the story is resolved as information comes out. If Clayton shares a statement, we're going to report on it. If she shares a statement or wants to get any more information out, um, I'll share it because I want her information to be on the record. So if she says, um, you know, I'm supposed to be 30, I'm just making up numbers. I'm supposed to be 31 weeks pregnant. I believe I'm pregnant. Here's my information. If she wants me to share that, I will. The problem we faced is she was accusing me of not sharing her side. Then when she sent me medical documents, I said, okay, I took it under the assumption she was willing for me to share it. So then I shared it and she's like, oh, you're violating my HIPAA, whatever, which again is not true. And I do know the law. Uh, that's for medical professions not to share, not, not private humans, right? Uh, but either way, 
it just seems like there is no right answer. And for those that say, well, Dave, you should just avoid it like the plague. I understand that idea, but, you know, I also have to prepare my legal defense here because in the case that she does slap me with something super frivolous in my belief, I have to be ready and not, you know, feel as if I'm being, uh, you know, uh, that I'm completely in, in huge trouble. You know, I, you know, you know, information will set you free. So either way, that's my pitch to you is if you like what I do and you want more conversation, more behind the scenes memberships, bonus opportunities, stand up comedy clips and all that jazz. The best way is to put some bread in the tip jar at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Big shout out to Tori Bossy. She sent me a large donation because uh, she knows I'm going to be interviewing Clayton today and said, hey, get get some iced coffees with Clayton. And, and trust me, even the most expensive iced coffees at Starbucks uh, would be covered on the nice donation you sent me. So thank you, everybody who has believed in what I do. And if this type of story pisses you guys off as much as it pisses some people off, uh, just hang with me, stay supportive as you guys have been, and we'll get to the truth. All right. Now, the next story is Serene getting to her truth as she discusses her breakup and the cheating that happened for the first time. Thank you for trusting me with this conversation because I obviously understand what it's like to go through a public breakup and want to either bite your tongue or drag someone or keep a happy face on. Like there's so many different emotions that comes with that. But I never want women to feel scared to have their voice if they were hurt or if, you know, I can own up to so many things on my end where I'm like, yeah, up in this relationship so bad. I didn't cheat or do anything like that, but like I could have done better here. And I could, you know, call out so many things and it can be a back and forth, but I think it's important to share your story or your feelings because it can help you in the long run. You know what share I mean? Share it, Serene. Let's and go. I don't know. It's just, to, to, I think to the outside world, to people that follow you, to fans and followers, it seemed so abrupt. But then when I hear you say you were hiding out for a month, like what happened? Because we saw Reality Steve spoiled something of him kissing a girl in a bar and then I think the... Hiding out, uh, and by hiding out, hiding out post-breakup, okay? And not, you know, as we just saw the video, not just kissing, necking, canoodling, gyrating. News came out the next day, so what happened? <laughs> yeah, so... And by the way, they do say hips don't lie. So even though we couldn't see the hips, they were still telling the truth. I mean, we we both had things like we could have done better in the relationship. Good, good. And it was something that we were both very much still in and you know we had gone to therapy which was really cool like nice. not just because oh there's an issue but like we were actually provided with therapy like from, from the, the jump of our oh, relationship good. okay and so like it's not this like simple thing that like oh it just didn't work like right. we you know tried to give ourselves the tools and like set ourselves up for success but like there were just ultimately so many things. And then, you know, like you talked about, like, Reality Steve and, like, a video. I think after that, it was just like, okay, there's, like, irreparable damage, yeah. you know? Yeah, And, you like, I don't that. know. And, of course, there was part of me that, like, was like, okay, I really, like, love this person. And I struggled with it for a long time. And, by the way, kudos to them for using Reality Steve's name. A lot of people, like Nick's podcast, wouldn't credit the source here. But Reality Steve put it together. Clearly, he had his correspondence. I'll take this time to tell you this. I received information that they weren't together from somebody who's friends with Brandon. And they said, oh, guys, 
Steve's got it wrong. And it's like, look, the person who told me that, of course, they're going to believe their friend. But, you know, the truth is always a little different than what your friend might think. It's always your truth, my truth, somewhere in between. But at least now we have on record Serene sharing her truth. We didn't have on record Brandon sharing his. What can happen in the world of F-boying, which I'm not saying Brandon is, but we've all been there. We've all been a sliver of an F-boy, a sliver of an F-girl, you know. But in that world, when you're not a celebrity or not an influencer, you can tell your friends your version of the truth. And the truth might be that the relationship wasn't going well, but it doesn't change the fact that that is still a violation of trust. Time, like, there was just no coming back from... Like, did you find out from the internet or did you find out from somebody... You know, because I can't imagine finding out something like that through the internet. I actually, I got a DM from a stranger and I didn't get it. And so that person messaged someone from my season and the person from my season messaged me and was like, hey, like, I don't know, you know, of course, like people say like stuff all the time, but this is something you should look at. And I like video footage. I like went and looked for the DM. I like didn't find it. And then I like searched the girl who she said sent it to her and clicked message. And then it like came up. That's jarring. For for the girl that it was sent to, to even see it. Right. It's just like, okay, at this point, like this is. I'm so know. sorry. That is awful. And may I ask, did he ever apologize? Yeah. Okay. He did. Not that that takes away the pain. <laughs> All right. Good to know he apologized. That's admitting guilt. And by the way, new new theory here. She actually hurt her neck and Brandon was trying to help her. Uh, she, her neck's to the side. Maybe she was uh, had a kink in her neck and he's like, let me try to help manipulate the spine here and get you back on track. Maybe Brandon's just a uh, an in-the-closet uh, osteopath for all we know. You know what I mean? <laughs> that actually means nothing. All but sorry you got caught kind of thing or sorry it happened but that's so uh, that just makes me sick to my stomach because one it's the most disrespectful thing on planet earth to do that and two like you know you're in the public eye so to publicly humiliate you really pisses me off and I don't know I just feel like there's so many like my blood is boiling right now because that shit makes me so angry I feel like finding out from a stranger mm-hmm yeah, and, and sometimes strangers want to come to you with faulty information. So I'm sure it was kind of a tough conversation. But when you see the video, you can say, well, at the very least, it could spur a conversation with, between her and Brandon. And, you know, either he admits to it or he tells her he's, you know, moonlighting as a chiropractor on dance floors. You know, well, I like to manipulate the spine, but I can only do it when R. Kelly is on. You know, I like to sip Coke and rum and also, uh, you know, work on my C2. That's somebody who is supposed to be your person betrayed you like that like it's such a slap in the face and is that how you have felt how hard is it to bite your tongue it's like and by the way love caitlin bristow here this is why this is why she gets paid the big bucks she puts herself in serene's uh sort of seat but she also sort of heightens the energy and gets mad on behalf of serene this is what a good this is what good girlfriends do right they go oh you don't take that from him they kind of rile you up you know for me it's not even about like biting my tongue it's like hard to understand right it's i mean yeah, you can't even and serene doesn't have to bite her tongue because this girl was biting her tongue as her neck was snapped sideways as she was getting sweet nothings whispered to her ASMR style from one Bachelor in Paradise. Your brain star. can't even access I the feelings spent of what happened. So much time like ruminating and like playing things back in my head. Like, does this make sense? Right. Like, 
did I not see like things that like and I think like the most painful thing is like we were still very much like committed to each other and so like we had we had had conversations like it's hard to understand like what really happened there was a weird cut there where she said we had like had conversations i don't know what she was going to say did they have conversations about breaking up like what were the conversations i'm not really sure maybe when i interview her i'll get some more of that information out i do want to note that um serene said that she was ruminating about all of the things that she could have done better and um i don't know if you guys know back in the day we interviewed the writer of the perfection detox and their their sort of book is about ruminating over negativity our brain can only think about so many different things. And like 95% of the time, our brain is thinking the same thoughts over and over. Yesterday, I had a really hard day. I had a hard day. I forgot my uh, Apple charger, so my laptop died. You know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm eight hours from home. My laptop died. I went to a Target to buy an $80 charger. I got the wrong one. Then I had to go to Apple, uh, the Apple store to get one. I got the $150 one. And then on the way back, the coffee spilled all over the place. The dog crapped in the new car. It was, I got, su- I got threatened with more legal issues. It, it was 103 degrees. It was one thing after another. And I was ruminating over all of the negativity and something had to snap. And I worked till about 1 a.m. last night on my laptop recovering that video footage of Rodney, which will air tomorrow. The whole point being, I worked so hard to end the day on a victory so that today could start off better. Here's to hoping whenever you're ruminating that you can do something that will stop the ruminating, stop that negative momentum from spiraling out of control and get some victories. That's why they always say it's so important to make your bed in the morning. It's just a small victory. All right, folks, we made it to the end. Be well out there. Enjoy your Friday night. Have a nice cold Diet Coke for me. We'll be back tomorrow with our Driving with Dave featuring Rodney. You're going to love that conversation. As always, I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. <laughs>